The goal for this podcast is to better our understanding through conversation. Communication is one of the easiest, yet hardest things to do. Whether that's communication of feelings, thoughts, or opinions. But through communication, new perspectives begin to take place. Throughout the various topics and opinions discussed on this podcast, we hope that we can add value, understanding, and a few laughs to your day. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. So, boom, man. Uh, welcome to the Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, Bruce, and this is the Real Talk Podcast, man, um, where we talk about some real stuff. So today, man, this week, I really wanted to talk about some things that really been heavy on me. And I've been listening to a couple of different podcasts this week, just on really just I was gaining just insight on my podcast, how I could get better, you know, talking points, things like that, transitions, just things I noticed throughout the podcast that I could work on. So in doing that, I ran across a couple of cool podcasts that kind of put some thoughts in my head, dropped a, a couple of seeds. I just wanted to go over to them, right? So first one, man, is restraint and restriction. And at first, I thought restraint and restriction were similar or they pretty much was the same, but it's a huge difference with it, man. Like when you restrict yourself, it takes a lot less effort than when you restrain yourself from doing something. Because in restriction, you just can't have it at all. You know, there's no if and buts about it, no cutting corners. It's just you restricted from having it. And then if you do tend to go after it, it's a strong penalty behind it. So for instance, in the military, you know, we had to work out, we had to meet weight standards, we had to meet physical fitness standards, uniform standards, grooming appearance standards. So it wasn't really a lot of wiggling around in those constraints. So you just had to follow the rules, man. No if and buts about it. But once I got out and, you know, I'm, I have a lot more, I have a lot more freedom, then now I'm moving to restraint, which is you take a little bit more intentionality and mental strength and and, and what do I mean by that as far as intentionality? So with intentionality or excuse me, with restraint, you have options, man. And then when you re- practice restraint, you make a conscious effort to either act on those things, act on those options or not. You know, and, and restraint could go a different you could go over a different topics with that, such as dieting, anger, sex, smoking, drinking, whatever the case may be. All of those you have to practice, practice restraint camp. And I had to practice restraining those also, man in each one of those areas. And I think a lot of people struggle with that as far as like dieting, anger, sex, smoking, drinking, partying, girl, whatever the case may be, man, studying, school. Um, it takes a lot more mental effort and it t- takes a lot more personal effort. And you really have to search and study yourself and, you know, reach outside of yourself sometimes to find an answer to those things. And that's where that's where restraint comes in, because now that you gain the knowledge and you understand you have to make a conscious effort not to go after those things that maybe take you away from your goals or get you kind of off track. So putting your goals where you can see them, that's a super important point, man. You have to write down your goals, like writing down your goals changed my life. When I started writing down my goals, I practiced that probably like really got serious with it last year, maybe like a year and a half ago. But when I started doing that, man, like when I started writing down my goals um, and then putting them in places that I, I I visit frequently, you know, so I can't tell you how many times I walk past a door or walk past the bathroom or go inside the bathroom, shower, you know, look at my nightstand. And 
It's opportunity in everything. So you use these opportunities and spaces you have to study your goals, right? With goals, man, and putting them places, it's, it's like you're almost hypnotizing yourself to believe it. Like right here, I got a list of all my goals, you know, my five-year plan and my 10-year plan, you know? So you have to write it down, get it on paper, get outside your head, put it on paper and put it places that you visit frequently. Like I have my principles and I have my uh, principles and my goals for the podcast, my principle, my weight goals, um, right in front of the toilet. So every time I sit down and go to the bathroom, I sit down on the toilet and I'm looking dead at my principles and goals right on the wall. And I read them every time I go in there. And my shower, right on my shower, I have a list of goals, uh, not goals, but quotes that just resonate with me. You know what I'm saying? So things like that just help you because you visit those all the time and you're constantly reminding yourself, uh, which keeps you on track. So when you're not perfect, now you're just going to go straight have a straight line to your goals or dreams or whatever the case may be. But seeing those on a frequently basis just helps you to remind you and helps you get off pack when you do straight. A quote that I, I, um, I heard in a podcast that I was listening to was 97% of people don't write down their goals. 97%. So if you're not writing down your goals, you're letting the other 3% of the world beat you. As simple as that. 3% of the world, you're letting them beat you because you're not writing down your goals. And those of you who do um, found that at least you are far be better than those who do in 10 years span. So 97% of the world doesn't write down their goals. 3% who do in a 10 year span, they're far ahead of those who don't write down their goals. And it's just simple math. If you think about it, you know what I'm saying? Those of those 3% of the world that's constantly reminding themselves of why they're doing what they're doing or, you know, uh, what their next steps is or looking at their plans on a constant basis. Um, it only makes sense on why they would be ahead of people who don't do that. The next point, man, would be just stop doing things to impress people who don't matter. Uh, in high school, I did that. Just, you know, trying to be cool, trying to fit in. I was in band, actually. I was pretty good in band. I played the drums. I was in percussion. And um, I enjoyed that, man. Like, I enjoyed being in the band and the things like that. But as soon as I reached high school, I'll say around like the ninth or 10th grade, you know, I got influenced and, you know, I switched from playing band to um, playing football. And I never forget, man, I'm sitting at a table with, you know, the quote unquote cool kids and a band director came over to our table and he like sat down and talked to me for like, you know, a couple of minutes. Like, hey, Bruce, like, we really need you um, in the band and we would love to have you back. Like, we really need you this year. And I, the pressure of having those you know, my peers uh, looking at me and staring at me in that situation. Like I had to make a split decision. I chose to play football, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to perceive it's cool. I wanted to have that appearance. And in doing that, man, like whether your thing is trying to be cool, whether your thing is girls, whether you your thing is, you know, trying to win friends over, you impressing people that don't matter takes you away from your true self. And when you're not being your true self, nothing is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because you being somebody who's not authentic, you being somebody you're not. You know, so it's not going to work anyway. It's trying to, it's like trying to put the wrong key in a lock. You know, it's not going to work. It's not going to unlock. You do things that you enjoy doing. And when I started getting back to my true self and getting back to who I truly was and what I truly enjoyed doing, start hanging around people I truly enjoyed and, you know, that resonated with me, my life just increased. My, you know, my quality of life, my happiness, everything increased about that, man. So I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't drink anymore. And all my friends need to either be better than me or they need to be working towards the same or working towards similar goals. Right. And if they're not, then, you know, I see you when I see you or I don't see you at all. You know, because at the end of the day, if you're 
somebody who's in my life and you influence me to do things that are taking me away from my goals, I don't need to be around you because I already went through that phase. And you waste a lot of time doing that. Of course, you have to have experiences in life. And through those experiences, you learn how to do better things. When I first went to school back in like 2012, um, I was flunked out, I was smoking weed every day. I was skipping class. And it's not like, you know, you hear those, some people hear those things and think like, oh, that's stupid. Why would you be skipping class? Why would you be smoking weed every day? But when you're in it, when you're doing those things, man, it, it just, you know, that's what you're doing. That's what, that's what makes sense. So doing all that, you know, focused on girls, you know, not really focused on my schoolwork. And I had everything laid, made in the shade, man. I had scholarships, all of that. And I lost all of that. You know what I'm saying? Just from the simple fact of making wrong decisions and not staying focused and staying on my grind. So when I went in the military, um, I was making a lot more money than I ever made in my life. You know what I'm saying? I was around a whole bunch of new people, learning new things constantly, you know, and it was a cool experience. Don't get me wrong. I learned a lot, learned a hell of a lot of responsibility, things of that nature. But I also kind of drunk way too much and I kind of partied way too much while I was in there. And uh, every weekend it felt like I was partying you know, always drinking, things like that. And I I don't even remember like ever where I really enjoy drinking like that. It's just, you know, the peer pressure and then me being around and it being available, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do it. Looking back on it, I learned a lot from that experience, but looking back on it, I would do it differently if I could go back, you know, because that wasn't really me. That wasn't really who I was deep down inside. I was just trying to be somebody that's cool or trying to fit in. And I noticed that looking back, I tend to stifle my own self, like stifle who I really am just to fit in. And I wouldn't advise nobody to do that, man. Like if, if, if you, if you stop doing things that wasn't helping you and wasn't bettering you and you're scared to, you know, be true to yourself and like tell the truth about that because you, you are fearful that somebody won't like you or anything like that. You shouldn't be hanging out with that person. No way. You know, you shouldn't be hanging out, hanging around with anybody who, you know, is offended by you being your true self. So, when I got out, you know, I pretty much quit drinking like cold turkey because I felt like that just, I was done with that part of my life. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just moved on, man. So when I, went, when I got to school, I understood the value of school. I was so grateful to be back in school and having that opportunity. I graduated with honors. And um, one part of my semester, one part of my time in school, I was, so I was working three jobs at one time and still graduated with honors, kept a job all the way through college. And uh, it's doable, man. You just have to be super focused. Like the roommates I had, the first year I was there, they smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? We was we we was in the um in the in uh in my actual living environment. And not to say I didn't partake, like I partake in weed and everything. Uh, I would say for like the first year, first year and a half, kind of stopped off and on. And then now I just completely stopped, man, because I just feel like I'm not where I want to. I'm not where I'm where I want to be, and I'm not comfortable enough to where I feel like I could just take that time to relax and and smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like that money I'm spending on smoking and all of that, I feel like I could be putting that towards bills or putting that towards a saving account, putting that towards paying off debt. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot better useful ways for me to use that money um, to get me where I want to be than to be smoking or drinking or partying or going out. You know what I'm saying? I don't go out at all. You know what I'm saying? I pretty much just chill at the crib because I'm so focused on where I'm, where I'm trying to go. And I feel like that kind of determination and time of focus is what you need to reach your goals in life. Because when you're distracted with partying and and and, and what's, you know what I'm saying, the flies closed and don't get me wrong, like that could be a part of who you are. But when it starts to take you away from your main goals and your main vision and you start becoming somebody, you know what I'm saying, you, you kind of can't recognize, that's when it becomes an issue. You have to have limits. 
You know what I'm saying? You have to set limits. And it kind of ties into the first thing, man. Those limits that I set by stop drinking and stop smoking weed, it actually increased my life. And some people look at limits, restraint, restriction as bad things, but it actually adds more freedom to your life. Because if you think about it, when you just out here just broad, you know what I'm saying? You just live in life, you're getting pulled in so many directions. But when you limit yourself to a couple of things, then you actually free up so much more time and you're actually able to be creative in that. So that's kind of what I mean by that. Like if you set limits in your life, like for instance, um, like I said, I cut out drinking and smoking. You know, I cut out partying. When I when I put those limits on myself, it kind of freed up more thinking time and more free time. I had more free time to myself to actually figure out ways to implement plans to reach my goals. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So limits, number one, create a sense of urgency. Number two, it narrows your focus from being so broad. And number three, it simplifies your life. You know what I'm saying? It makes your life super simple. You know what I mean? You only have these three things to focus on or four things or whatever your limits are to focus on, man. And it creates a sense of urgency, like I said. Now it's your focus and it simplifies everything, right? My last point, you know what I'm saying? Planning is super important. Why is planning important? Uh, is because of these few questions. What should you be doing? Why should you be doing it? Who should be doing it? Where it should be done? When it should be done? And how it should be done? And in answering all those questions, man, like you pretty much answer your question through that planning process, right? And when you plan, when you're able to plan your day, whether it's your day, your week, your month, your year, um, I think about like rappers and things like that. Like, you know, they have a whole year booked up pretty much with shows, with interviews, with photo shoots, things of that nature. And it's like, bro, like, look how much money they're bringing in by doing that. So think about you, like how much more uh, availability, how much more opportunity would you create in your life when you start planning your weeks, planning your days, you know, getting a calendar, setting alarms in your phone. Um, actually using the Google Maps, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like your life will improve. My life has improved by doing that. And um, I used to hate planning because I felt like, oh my God, it's gonna take five hours to plan. Like, I can't do this. And it's not even like that, man. Like, well, I, I for instance, I plan to budget every Sunday. So every Sunday, I pull up my bank bank statement and I go over everything I spent for the past week. I put that in my calendar. I set a, a alarm in my phone for it. So I was intentional about wanting to learn, wanting to better my finances. So what did I do? I said, I noticed a problem, which was what? Lack of money or I wanted to increase my income. I created solutions. What was the solutions? Okay, so I won't forget. I'm going to create an alarm in my phone that goes off every Sunday, a couple hours before I want to do it. Boom. Um, I also took a second action of reinforcing it by writing it down in my calendar. You know what I mean? I look at my calendar constantly a couple of times a week to make sure I'm on track. So things like that, man, I feel like will just improve your life, improve your quality of life. You'll be a lot more happier. And you'll start noticing things shift in your, in your life. You have people that are literally doing what they enjoy. You know what I mean? They're making millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, spending time with their family, taking a vacation. The only difference I see between them and me is they're intentional about their time. It's that simple. They're super intentional about their time. And what is intentionality? Intentionality, again, is doing things on purpose, Right? doing it on purpose. Like I made the example with the budgeting thing, man. Like I wanted to better my budget or excuse me, with the drinking thing in the military. Like I noticed that I was drinking way too much. And every time I would drink, I would, I would be unhappy. Like I got to a point where it was fun in the beginning, but then it started becoming an issue. Um, I was spending way too much money on it and it just wasn't making me happy anymore. So I had to come up with a solution. Like I battled with it, went back and forth on why I should quit, if I should quit. And eventually, man, I just gave it up all at once, man. Like I just gave it up. 
And uh, sometimes it just comes with that, man. I, I was intentional about wanting to better myself, better my health, better my my situation. And when you start doing that, when you start doing it on purpose and thinking about it on purpose, you start implementing plans on purpose. And eventually you're going to accomplish it on purpose. So if it's an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, whatever time frame you have throughout the day to work on bettering yourself, man, making your dreams come through. Exit out of your calendar, set alarms in your phone and work on it constantly every day, man. Like goals are super important, man. And I had a bad outlook on goals. And I would say if for anybody who just like look views it as boring or views it as something that old people do or whatever the case may be, you're a young person, man, because I know how I used to think when I was in college and high school and putting yourself in a better position. You're the only one that can do that. Honestly, like when it comes down to it, you're kind of like the main factor in making your dreams come true. So why wouldn't you do things to help yourself? Like, why wouldn't you do things that better your situation, right? I got a quote that says, my present situation is a sum total of how I spent my time in the past. My future will determine how I spend my time right now. And if you think about that, man, like you're setting the stage for your future right now, your present self, you right now in 2022. You know what I mean? Like decisions you make on a daily basis. Uh, ask yourself, man, how does my everyday decisions affect me my family, um, or my future, you know, ask yourself that man. And like really get serious about it because if you want a better future, you have to better your present situation. You know what I mean? And present and, and to better your present situation, you have to just start thinking about it and start getting the wheels turning and start writing down things that you want to have in the future. Once you start writing it down, you can start creating plans on how you can achieve those. And whether it's small goals or big goals, man. And if you don't know, like some people say, I used to think like, man, I don't have anybody around me that could teach me. Um, these millionaires got mentors, these millionaires, they could pay for people to come teach them in all seriousness, man. Like you got access to hella books, man. And if you want to, if you ever want to hire something from anybody, any race, any color, any gender, put it in a book. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of people don't want to read. A lot of people just want fast information real quick and concise. You know what I'm saying? That's why TikTok is so big. It's 30 second, you know what I'm saying? 30 second, uh, videos that you could just feel like you're learning a bunch, but you know, in reality, man, you have to do a lot of backend work. So you, you do have to read. I feel like reading is very fundamental, man. I love reading. So uh, I learned a lot from reading and uh, audio books. You got audible, you got podcasts, just type in certain stuff, consistency, um, certain keywords, consistency, planning, budgeting, uh, how to, how to build finance. You know what I'm saying? And just l- go through a list, man. Go through a list of those, put them in your query, make a playlist, whatever you got to do. Um, and just listen to them, man, and just learn different things from people that are smarter than you. And you don't necessarily need the person right next to you. You know what I'm saying? Telling you what to do. You have access to all this free material, the internet, everything that you need, man, YouTube books, uh, to learn what you need to learn. And that would get you to the point to where you can pay for mentorship if you need to, or you want to, that could get you to the point to where you, cause you can learn small little tips that can increase your, your income little by little. So, uh, that's what I did, man. Like I said, I bought a, read read a bunch of books, watched a bunch of videos, man. And just through that, man, I was intentional about what I wanted to learn. Any words I didn't know, I looked them up, wrote them down and I looked them up. You know, I started using my calendar. I started budgeting. I started learning more about budgeting, uh, and just things like that, man. So anything that you want to learn, I feel like you can learn it. You just have to be intentional about it. You may have to wake up earlier. You may have to go to bed later, but I think what I really would be disappointed is 20 years from now is me not taking advantage of the time I got now to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because if I learn what I need to learn now, 
20 years from now, I could be in a much better position to where, where I can take two week vacations, three week vacations, a month vacation. I can buy the house I want, drive a car I want, wear the clothes I want, you know what I'm saying? Have the money I want. But I have to set the stage now. You are your own creator, I feel like, as far as your future. You know what I'm saying? And everything is not in your control. But what is in your control is you taking responsibility for what you have in front of you. I honestly don't feel like it's not too late. I look at weight loss journeys, even on Instagram, right? I think Instagram and social media is not bad. I hear a lot of people say social media and, um, you know, the Internet, all this stuff is bad. I think it's how you use it, though. It's a tool. So you can use a tool. You can use a hammer to hammer nails or you can use a hammer to kill somebody. Right. It's all it's all in how you use it. So I changed how I use my Instagram. You know, I only follow motivational things. I follow a couple of friends that I have from the past. But mostly I would say 95 percent of my Instagram is just motivational stuff, weight loss stuff, people that are reaching their goals like people. I follow people that I want to see where I'm at. You know what I mean? So people that are working out, people that are posting workout videos, people that are posting motivational videos, things, little small changes like that can really just alter how you think and your way of thinking and put you on a path to where you are moving towards your goals. So I didn't want to reach a full hour with this. We're almost at 30 minutes. That's pretty much all I had to say, man. I hope you guys learned something. Um, Again, this is the Real Talk Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, um, Apple Music, iTunes, rss.com all my links will be in the uh, description so uh, you guys follow man leave a comment leave a review uh share it and uh really just want to add value to this podcast things and lessons that i learned and my friends and the mentors uh, that i have on the podcast i want them to share what they've learned and just really drop uh drop drop gems and just help somebody, man, because even, even though I could just help one person, this podcast may only do 50 people, 50 in the whole career of me doing podcasts. And it may only have 50 followers. That doesn't matter. If those 50 followers are able to change their life, then I did my job. You know what I'm saying? So um, check us out. Hope you learned something. And um, till next time, man, see you guys next Thursday. Peace. If you like what you've heard or would like to send us feedback, Reach out to us at thoughtvisionmaterialized at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at underscore the Real Talk Podcast, Twitter at Real Talk Pod One, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify at The Real Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in every Thursday to check out new episodes. See you next week.